This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so let's just assume that there's got to be a host for the Oscars, right? That the idea of a hostless Oscars is a bad idea. For the sake of this conversation, we're going to make that assumption. So if that's the case, then who would be the perfect host? 651-641-1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts. Today, you're listening to The Colleen and Bradley Show. Colleen will be back with us soon, and Sonny's here as well. Again, we're talking about the Oscars. There's this whole controversy or just conversation around the Oscars not having a host because Kevin Hart seemingly has uh, turned down the offer for, like, I don't know, a How half many dozen times. times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Oscars like, fine, we just won't have anybody. Um, but if there should be a host, because in the last segment we talked about whether there should or there shouldn't, let's presume that there should be, okay? Okay. If there's going to be a host for the Oscars this year, who should that host be? Now, I'm sure people have their you know particular favorites, just their favorite actors, actresses, hosts of other things, TV shows, talk shows, whatever. Right. Um, I think, though, you've got to be a little bit, you've got to be somewhat thoughtful about who you want, not just like Zac Efron shirtless. I mean, well, hey, that would be pretty amazing. It would, but it would it would fall <laughs> flat really quickly, right? Oh. Like, the, like, I don't think Zac Efron's got the ability to carry that broadcast through. Right. You really have to be good at talking to the audience. Yes. You really, it is not an easy thing, honestly, uh, because we've done it, right? Oh. <laughs> we've hosted award shows before. Yeah. No, but you just look at uh, hosts past, and it is, you know, in addition to being mostly a thankless job, it is something that requires an extreme amount of talent. You need to be able to hold an audience's attention and not sort of not sort of give them reasons to not like you from the moment you open your mouth. It's a specific set of skills that you need to have to host an award ceremony like the Oscars. So, yeah, yeah while Zac Efron shirtless, huh, okay, that would be very nice. I, mean, I would like to look at that, but I don't know that I want to listen to it, honestly. <laughs> um, and, and I love Zac Efron. Um, by the way, 651-641-1071, you can always join the conversation on Twitter at Bradley Trainer at Holly D. Roberts, at cutie booty ceo that's sonny uh or at my talk 1071 we're talking about that now holly i thought you had a pretty um well uh intentioned good idea for who should host who could host the oscars i thought considering all that you just said bradley it's not necessarily who i love the most my personal choice for entertainer but someone who would be able to fill the space in a way that is required of an Oscar host in 2019. So if we're going to have a host for the Oscars, I think it should be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, okay. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the host. What for you makes Dwayne The Rock Johnson? You are producing the Oscars. I am. You're like, call up Dwayne. Get my people. Get Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the phone right Why, now. What do you think uh, makes Dwayne The Rock Johnson a good idea? He is the consummate movie star of 2019 of our modern age. He's likable. 
People enjoy him. He has uh, he has a past record of hosting live television programs. He also has the charisma to be able to be on stage and everyone will have a good time. And he's also able to be in on the joke, a little self-deprecating. I actually pulled a little clip from Dwayne The Rock huh. Johnson's Instagram account. Yeah, it's all right. He's not scary. He won't bite <laughs> hard. But this is a, a little clip of Dwayne The Rock Johnson that he posted on his Instagram account account of himself doing a little hosting on his NBC reality show series, The Titan Games, that's airing right now. And it gives a little example of just his nice little banter that he's able to do. I've always lived my life by the creed, blood, sweat, respect. The first two you give, the last one you earn. I've always lived my life by another creed, a nice romantic dinner, a bottle of very fine tequila will lead to one sexy date night. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I keep having rock babies. <clears throat> Too much rock information. Babies. Rock babies. You know, a little wink, a little nod, a little charming. He can get us in, get us out of categories. If they did get The Rock to yeah. host, he would so troll Kevin Hart. That's their thing. They troll each other. Oh, you're yeah. right. Social media. He so that. that's maybe so another that, reason to do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So if we're having an Oscar host, I want Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. I think, you know, I think that's a great idea. I think it's, you know, he, that sort of fulfills that sort of lowest common denominator, right? So yeah. like broad appeal, mm-hmm. funny guy, box office, you know, big hit. Obviously, he's got a brand new show, so he would love to get a little bit of, you know, free publicity for that. So the fact that he's not going to get paid a damn thing is not going to interfere. He doesn't care. That, I don't think he that, needs. And like, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't, no, he doesn't he does need not money need ever money. again. No. <laughs> Please send all your extras this way. Right. Yay. Um, here's another person I think would be a great idea. I don't got no audio proof. I tried to actually find some, but I mean, you can just YouTube uh, herself at your leisure. Wanda Sykes. That's great. I was thinking because there's a part of me that just thinks you need somebody who has an opinion. So kind of different than the or the reasoning for having Dwayne. I think there's also a case to be made that you need to have somebody with a strong opinion about things. Because in the in the day that we you know in the days that we live, sometimes if you are like the lowest common denominator person, like a Rock or an Ellen or somebody like that. That just like, okay, fine, we get through it. But is there anything that's particularly you need some you're saying grab you? Yeah, because Wanda Sykes has a sharp opinion about things. She and, just her take on the world is like, this is my opinion. Right. And what's your problem? Yes. And part of the part of the Oscars hosting the Oscars in the monologue, going back and watching Oscar Oscar hosts pass, there's a little bit of a roasting element where they poke fun. You have to be able to people yeah, who are nominated. You absolutely have to be able to, you know, to Sonny's point, whether you're trolling Kevin Hart, but you you have to be able to troll somebody and do it in a way that doesn't like doesn't make people feel bad or right, awkward. Or awkward, right? It's not right? mean. Yeah, these people are not mean. Wanda Sykes could not; she would not be mean. Dwayne the Rock Johnson would not be mean. However, they could roast in a way that would we all be able to understand that it wasn't uh, done in uh, in being mean in the right. spirit of being. Yeah. Mean. Right. Um, let's go to the phones. We've got a couple of people on the phones who have opinions about if there is going to be a host at the Oscars, who should it be? Susan is on the line. Hey, Susan, who do you think should host the Oscars? Sean Hayes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sean Hayes tell, from Will and Grace. Tell us why you think Sean Hayes would be a good host. Well, first of all, I mean, his facial expressions just crack you up. Um, he has so many different hats. And I just think that he would be great. He does have opinions like Wanda, mm-hmm. but he also, I just, the way he presents himself and would present, he's, he's great. 
Yeah, he's got obviously comic timing, all sorts of attributes. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, that's a great idea, Susan. You're welcome. All right, so Susan says Sean Hayes. Let's find out what Vicky has to say. Vicky, who do you think would be a good host? If we have to have a host for the Oscars, who would be a good host? Well, first off, I really like you guys. You do a Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. She was making a compliment. <laughs> Get her back. <laughs> Are you still there, Vicky? No. Oh, God, oh, Vicky. Vicky. She was giving us a compliment. We were getting ready to get or some positivity first, our First, you guys, way. I really like... Uh, makes you wonder Uh-oh. who out there in who's, the universe trying to... Who's listening? Trying who's to trying remove to people that have nice things uh, to say about now, us. Now, I will say that a couple people have responded on social media with... The following, they think that the Muppets should host the Academy Awards. Talk about lowest common denominator. (laughs) Let's get the least offensive. Let's get non-humans to do the awards show. The two old guys in the peanut gallery. Statler and Waldorf. Yes. Yes. They 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 would be. be, (laughs) They could do it. They would be delightful. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Mary. Mary's on the line. She's got opinions and hopefully the universe won't get rid of her. Mary, who do you think should host the Oscars? I think it should be, do you guys know Aquafina? Oh, yes. of course we do. Uh, most yeah. recently, we we saw her on Crazy Rich Asians. Why do you think she would make a great host? I think she has this vibe of great energy. I think she's young. Um, she's also, I, I don't think she's a singer. I think she's a rapper. But So she has that stage presence that I think would go off well. And, um, and I think she would also be good at self-deprecating and have good interaction roasting other other actors out there yeah no that's a great one yeah. i hadn't even thought awesome, of that mary, mary. Thank, thank you for that great idea aquafina she um is one of those people again i think she has the ability to sort of you know speak truth to power cut a little deep in a way that's not heart you know rude or mean right sounding um i think a lot of like you know maybe the traditional comics like yeah, i'm trying to think of um, I just think that in this day and age, they, you know, like a Seth MacFarlane or somebody like that, they're going to come across a little mean in yes. a way, even though they're not. But I just think that, you know, the tone is not right for 2019. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about who should or shouldn't host the Oscars. You know what? Should we just continue the conversation? Because we've got all it. sorts of opinions. Great. Everybody's continuing to call in. If you don't mind holding through the break. Uh, I think we'll take a break, keep you on hold, or at least give uh, Sonny your ideas. And we'll talk more about them when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Okay, if there's gonna be a host at the Oscars, we're gonna entertain that possibility for the next segment. Who should that host be? 651 641 1071. Feel free to join the conversation here on The Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts and Sonny today. Colleen will be back with us soon. And uh, we had a few callers. We oh, did. We did. Okay. Fantastic. Who did people sing- me, one, uh, they wanted me to tell you. I guess they're on their way to do their thing. One of them said Kristen Bell. Oh, uh, oh okay. yes. Mm-hmm. She hosted the SAG Awards last mm-hmm. year. And then another said, who I definitely agree, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, of course, from Saturday yeah, Night Live. Yeah, I um, love me some Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> uh, who else? Kristen Wiig from Saturday Night Live. A bunch of Saturday Night Live people could mm-hmm. probably do it. Really? Yeah. So, um, okay, we've also talked about, Holly, you suggested Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Um, I suggested Wanda Sykes. Sonny, I didn't ask you, Did you? is there anybody that comes to top of mind for it, who it, could host the Oscars? It doesn't. At the top of my list of all the people I've heard, uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock 
uh, Johnson would be not my number one pick. And then right after that, I really do love Kate McKinnon. Or, you know, Leslie Jones could do it, too, now that I think about it. That's true. Yes. Yes. I feel she like, totally okay, the problem that I have slightly with Leslie Jones is she she's hilarious. <laughs> but I wonder if she can, um, like, command... Like, I just feel like she would get off, like, she would. this yes. would be me if I <laughs> hosted would. the Oscars. Like, they would have to be like, no, no, see, we're on a time schedule right, here. Yes. And she would be, like, in somebody's lap eating popcorn. She totally would. And we'd all be laughing, but, like, yeah. we, we're going to be there till but 1 But Leslie Jones is us too much. She is the fangirl, the ultimate yes. fangirl. And we live vicariously through her live tweets of really anything in pop culture. Oh, she's um, good, though. She's oh. really good. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Vicky on the line. Hey, Vicky, who do you think should host the Oscars? You know, you and me, we got cut off there the first time. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> anyway, I was saying how great you are, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Vicky, we took your phone call. We, we obviously saved the day. So who do you think should uh, host the Oscars? You know... Honestly and truly, it doesn't really make any difference. Nine times out of ten, somebody along the line is going to tear them apart, and it's really not going to do anything for anybody's career. So you just think no host at all? Well, I, I, I don't care who it is anymore. I mean, this thing has dragged on and on and on. Just get it over with. Get her done. All right, right. Vicky Vicky has told us, get Get her her done. done. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Vicky. Just quit talking about it. Find somebody and just get this. Okay. (laughs) Choose your words carefully. Careful, Vicky. Oh, well, thank you so much for calling. You know what? We're going to clip that and send it right over to the Academy. Listen, the dump button ready. I thank you for having your finger close to that dump button. Thank you. If you guys are just joining us, Colleen and Bradley here on my talk 1071, we're talking about, okay, let's assume for the sake of discussion, there should be a host at the Oscars. Okay, well, who would that person be? And we've had a a variety of people suggested. Vicky's just like, I don't care. Just do it already. Let's go to Dawn and find out. Dawn, who do you think should host the Oscars? Okay. Hi. Good afternoon. This is what I think. I think we need somebody that's going to really shake it up, be a different spin on TV viewing. And because of what we were into this argument about who should, shouldn't, past history, I think we need a new, fresh face. I agree. Even though, even though she is not exactly a fresh all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Probably 
probably in her late 70s, maybe early 80s. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Where are we yeah, going? Are you ready? We oh. are going with Imagine This, Yoko Ono. Okay, Dawn. Yeah. Dawn, Dawn all right. Said, yeah. have, you no, been, have you been cocktailing at the noon hour, Dawn? No, yeah. I got a drinker. I'm all about oh. peace, man, and we need a change. All right, so Dawn, you say Yoko Ono. Why? Why? Well, I don't really watch TV, but I'll tell you why. I'm thinking that people that have been watching, have been uh, having their expectations of certain format, they're not going to get it anymore. It sounds like there's total corruption, and people that typically have hosted aren't going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So let's just start a whole new format. And what better way to do it than someone that stands for wonderful principles, that stands for love, that stands for peace. No more me too. It's about all of us. And Yoko could do it. Well, Dawn, all right, Dawn, thank you so thank much you for that. Thank you so much. That, that just very thoughtful and forceful um, opinion. I like. Gonna, I totally don't agree with you, but I completely but, love the passion with which you brought that. I like the the reasons behind why yes. you think she would be a great host. I just I, I'm concerned about the quality of of what would actually happen. I feel like it would maybe be a little too metaphysical. Like, for example, Sonny, can you find in the system, because I know there are clips everywhere all up in our system Mm -hmm. of um, Yoko Ono singing things, and I just feel like we need to remind Dawn and the audience (laughs) what we might be getting ourselves into. Well, But I like the, I I like, I was with her until she said Yoko Ono in the sense that I think she's onto something with people are ready for a fresh face and to do something differently. But is Yoko Ono going to fill that void? Is the Oscars going to become some performance piece where in order to receive your award, you're going to have to climb a ladder, look through some... Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Oh. Welcome to the 92nd Annual Academy Awards. <laughs> and now... And now... Yoko Ono. Oh, wow. Presenting... Best sound She's editing. Doing, right now, this is the soundtrack to the In Memoriam segment. Yeah, I'm like, um, can somebody update me in the rest no. of the world that doesn't understand what's happening right now? Oh, well, you know what this is? This, this is Katy Perry's Firework, yes. oh as God, interpreted no. by Yoko Ono. Yes. She was singing it. Oh, I believe she was maybe at the, the Met, or she was at MoMA, gracing us with her presence, peace, and love. I'm just enjoying watching Sonny listen to this. Like, are you kidding me right now? It's a fresh new face, fresh new sound for 2019. So who gave her the mic? She bought it. Oh, no, this is her (laughs) mic. This is an art installation. That's right. So the Oscars would become, in essence, an art installation. Again, to Dawn, I want to say, brilliant idea. Maybe we could fine-tune that a little bit, because I do like the notion that we need to have somebody who's maybe, you know, completely unspoiled yes. by the current <laughs> opinion every five second culture that we live in. Uh-huh. Peace and love, Bradley. Peace. Well, and I'm love. all for peace and love. Guess what? And we're also for D-bags. I'm also going to <laughs> throw that out the window in this next segment because it is time for D-bags. That is celebrities behaving badly. We'll tell you who our picks for the day are upon our return right here on My Talk 1071. Okay, which celebrities deserve the title of D-Bag? We'll find out in just a moment here on the Colleen Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. But first, 
have we got something exciting for one lucky listener, right, Holly? Oh, well, yes, we do. So we're feeling a little generous here. We're going to give away a $50 gift card to Green Mill. And get this, when you order online, you'll earn double Green Mill rewards points through the end of February. So fourth caller, 651 651- 641-1071 is going to win a $50 green card or green card gift card. <laughs> now that, no, right? Now uh, that we're not is, doing that no, anymore, Holly. I don't no, know if you've been no. paying attention. We're giving away pizza. So fourth <laughs> yeah. caller, 651 Sorry, you can have citizenship or a pizza. Which what? would you prefer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're Choices. just going to leave that right there. Yeah. Now, speaking of D-bags, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. That's the best uh, Freudian slip you've done all day. Okay, let's move on to a Lord and Lady D-Bag. And my uh, Lady D-Bag actually is named Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, she's really? a lady in two rights. Mm-hmm. Now, she's a, she's a half D-Bag. I'll give her, your, I'll give her that. But let me, let me just make my point. Lady Gaga issued an apology uh, for collaborating with R. Kelly. That's a great thing. It's her apology, though, uh, that I take issue with because it is the most Lady Gaga thing. Oh, dear. Like, never, oh, could dear. A, never could a Lady Gaga just say, you know what? I made a really dumb choice. I put my career over the, uh, you know, thoughts and uh, stories and accusations of, you know, sexual assault victims at the hands of R. Kelly. Right? Right. Um. And this is actually not the first time we've heard of this. People have criticized her since she actually collaborated with R. Kelly on, um, what was the album? It it's was Do art- What You Want With My Body on the Art Pop. Is that yep, it? Yep. And that was back in 2013, right? Yeah, and she actually performed on stage with R. Kelly during the 2013 American Music Awards. Which was so weird. Like there, That performance was so weird for a number of reasons. But people criticized her at the time for working with R. Kelly and she was kind of defiant about it. And, of course, in the light of this current TV special highlighting all of the allegations against R. Kelly, there has been renewed criticism of, of Lady Gaga. So she issued an apology. And I just want to see. I don't have her. I think I posted the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't have her full apology. Um, here, let me get that you for you. Yeah, here, you know what? I'm just going to put it right there in the grid. There you go. Okay. okay. There it is. Okay. So here's the apology. Did she put this on Twitter? Yes, she put uh, this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what she, you know, it's a long one. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but she talked about how she stands behind the women a thousand percent. She believes them, knows they're suffering pain. It's though that it, there's always this thing in awkward celebrity apologies that involves like justification and here's why I'm not as bad as you think I sh- that I am. Mm-hmm. That is not necessary. Cause yes. when you make an apology, I think you just say I screwed up. I made a bad choice. And, um, that's all that you need to do. She that's sens- all that you're that right. you owe the world. Well, I that's think. what people were asking. Hey, Lady Gaga, can you say that you're sorry that you worked with R. Kelly? We want to know your opinion on us in the light of survi- surviving R. Kelly. And we've been criticizing you since you actually collaborated. So what part of this apology, Bradley, are you really so taking issue with? She said, you know, what he did was absolutely horrifying and indefensible. As a victim of sexual assault myself, I made both the song and video at a dark time in my life. My intention was to create something defiant and uh, provocative because I was angry 
and still hadn't processed the trauma that occurred in my own life. What that says to me is that she had like an awareness at the time that working with R. Kelly was not a good idea, but she wanted to give people a middle finger. Yeah. That's, which that's, Go ahead, go ahead. So to me, that just says like, well, okay, so you recognized actually in the moment. It wasn't like you did it and were like, oh, crap. After the fact, I just learned all these horrible things about this guy. I had no idea and I feel like horrible. It says no. In fact, she was like, middle fingers to all y'all. I'm mm. going to do the thing with R. Kelly. Mm. That's that's what I wanted to know about this. Did she know? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> presumably a lot of people knew. Well, she, yeah, you know, and a lot of like, people knew that this was an open secret. Well, and again, she did this in 2013, so we had already gone through the whole the whole mm-hmm, accusations mm-hmm. and the tapes so of what R. Kelly not fair did. To say that you didn't know at least something, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, I can see that in the apology, she's talking about like how the song "Do What You Want with My Body." Uh, had to deal with her explicitly twisted thinking at the time. And if she could go back to her younger self and therapy, she would, you know, realize that she was in a terrible state. I don't know what this has to do with, with um, R. Kelly, because again, it's like, are you saying that R? you were like, I want to do a like sexual assault song with R. Kelly. I don't know. Like, I don't know what she's <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to say by mm-hmm. explaining her own weird twisted thinking at the time. Cause the two seem kind of unrelated. She goes on to say, I can't go back, but I can go forward, continue to support women, men and people of all sexual identities and all races, blah, blah, blah. I've demonstrated my stance on the issue, blah, blah, blah. But here was another issue that I, or another thing that she said in her apology about working with R. Kelly that I took issue with. Um, I share this not to make excuses for myself, but to explain. Till it happens to you, you don't know how it feels. What does she mean? Does she mean till you work with R. Kelly and get called out and then you think better of it and come out and tell people it was a bad idea that we don't know what that experience is like? Yeah, it's very... Like, what is... What are you ultimately getting... What I see from her explaining... Her state of mind when she collaborated with R. Kelly for the song Do What You Want With My Body. I see that she's trying to work out perhaps why she worked with him in a way that she can present to the public where she, from all from all this, I'm thinking that she at least kind of understood the reputation that R. Kelly had in the music business. She probably is privy to information that we at the general public are not even privy to. So she's well, I'm just, sure she had people in her ear like, do you really want to be working with R. Kelly right now? Yeah. And it sounds like she was struggling at the time, but then was like, I don't care. Right. And so in that, she's trying to share her headspace at that particular moment in time. Now, to your point, Brandley, that's a little bit more information perhaps than is necessarily it just needed feels in like an it's apology. a lady gaga well, apology where she's cer- having all this conversation yeah. about stuff that has nothing to do with the well, issue at hand and she's like oh don't you know like sleight of hand don't notice over here what i'm doing over here and just to put a, a finer point on it at the very end she goes i'm sorry for both my poor judgment when i was young and for not speaking out sooner so again, I'm and and what I should say is what I didn't mention in this apology. She's actually removing the song from iTunes yes. and all other platforms. So that I think is a a positive, presumably because that means R. Kelly won't make money off that song that she will also make money off of. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sorry for my poor judgment when I was young. I mean, that was five six years ago. This yeah. is not like you were well into your career by yeah. the time that you made this song. 
Sonny, you looked like you were going to say something. It's just a whole bunch of uncomfortable stuff. Yeah. Just everybody, <laughs> because just everybody's coming out like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to work with him either. And it's like, but you guys did, but though. Did. Yeah. <laughs> but but now, there was no right. pressure. Yeah. And the minute there's pressure from the public. And I think, but I feel like it makes it worse. It makes it more sleazy because it's like, how could you have not known? And you did. Let's just come on. We were we, you were being selfish. You wanted a hit. Just, I would. You know. It would be nice whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's this particular case of R. Kelly. It would be nice if somebody just came out and said, you know what? I did something horrible and I would never do that again. But right. that's what I did. To so. your point, Bradley, at the end of this apology, all that we really needed is I'm sorry for my poor judgment comma and for not speaking out sooner yeah. i'm pulling this song from itunes so that it makes no more money and again i'm sorry end of story yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it that's that all. would have been powerful yes yeah. like yeah. two Less sentences yeah mm-hmm. holly who's your d-bag my d-bag is me wait what, what? Mm-hmm. you can't do that <laughs> me and all the rest of the people who have ever believed that former castmates of television show remain friends behind the scenes forever and ever, because I bring you one, Zach Morris. <laughs> Mark Paul Gossler, he was on Watch What Happens Live the other night. He was in the clubhouse, and he explained to Andy Cohen that he has not talked to his former Saved by the Bell castmate, Dustin Diamond, in about 25 years. Shocking! Well, I kind of feel like... so. Okay, what you're saying is you're a D-bag because you fell for this idea that they were just like besties Or in real just life. any idea. I feel like I am the D-bag because you want to believe in this narrative that the class of Bayside High 1993 are friends forever, just like the Zach attack sang in Saved by the Bell, or the fact this even goes back to the things that we were talking about last year was... With Sex in the City. Sex in the City 3. We're waiting for that movie. Well, it turns out that maybe perhaps the cast of that show are not good friends in real life. And that, in fact, they're just doing a job. What I'm saying, Bradley, is I want my TV to be real and it's not. And because I believe in TV to be real, I am the D-bag. Wow. That just feels like a lot of self... Self-awareness, Holly. And self-flagellation that is not necessary. You're being too hard on yourself, I think. Only because, Only because in this particular case, shouldn't we have known nobody was talking to Dustin Diamond? Because, I'm sorry, didn't he get arrested for, like, pulling a knife on a guy in a bar in Mm -hmm. Milwaukee or something? He sure did. And then there was, like, a sex tape or something? Like, I'm just saying, of the (laughs) cast members that were hanging out, I don't know that Dustin Diamond was the one I was... Mm-hmm. You know, concerned was like palling around with with Mario Lopez. Ooh, Mario Lopez. Because I feel like yeah. Mark Paul Gossler and Mario Lopez and uh, what's her name? Tiffany Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I feel like they're probably somewhat communicative, yeah, right? Just, Didn't they do that? They did a uh, was it a Jimmy Fallon reunion or probably? What, what is what is that that I'm thinking of? Yeah, they probably did something on late night TV. It was I think, recently. I feel like it was for a thing. Yeah, I don't they remember. did a skit on the Tonight Show where they all went back to Bayside High. Yeah. I know. I'm just, you know, my dreams. All right. Well, you can go sit in the corner and feel yeah. sorry about your, or feel, feel like you're, a, you did something wrong, but I don't think you're a D bag. I think you should feel very non D baggy today. Okay. It's not your fault that they acted so good. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm sorry, but we need to go to Perv Corner. Ooh. Can you tell me uh, how to get uh, how, how to, to get, get to, to Perf, Perf Corner? Corner. Oh. <sighs> right here on my talk one oh seven. Well, we live in interesting times. Somebody said that at some point in history, and it couldn't be more true today. I'll tell you why in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk one. What are you laughing at? Interesting. Interesting times. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, disgusting times. Pervert times, yes. Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071. Colleen will be back with us soon, but in the meantime, uh, in between time, and thank you, by the way. I know people have sent emails wondering if she's okay. She's totally fine, mm-hmm. you guys. She just had to take a few days off for family uh, matters, and um, she'll be back with us soon. Don't worry. Now, Holly Roberts, Sonny. Yes. Uh, we got to go to Perv Corner. I'm uh-huh, sorry. Well, I know. You know. But it's better to be... <laughs> it's better to go to Perv Corner on the segment of the show than have to deal with it in real life. How yeah, that? that is true. Okay, so yeah. Holly, you have a reason uh, for us to head on over to Perv Corner today. Uh, yes, unfortunately, I do. So news broke yesterday afternoon that former Pixar chief creative officer John Lasseter found himself a new job. Well, the reason this story is on Perv Corner is because John Lasseter left Disney Pixar after multiple allegations of sexual misconduct were presented against John Lasseter and lots of people in Hollywood not happy about this fact. A lot of people saying, huh, it looks like the old boys club Mm. is alive and well. John Lasseter found himself a nice cushy job as the head of animation over at Skydance Productions. Okay, so what is a Skydance production? A Skydance production is a movie studio who has a distribution deal with Paramount. Now, Skydance has produced the Star Trek reboot series. They've also produced... Which is amazing, by the way, and it's coming back soon. No, it's not, Bradley. Wait, what? No, sorry. Side note, before we move on, Star Trek Four is indefinitely on hold. No, 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 no. Not the movie. Oh, well, that's Don't what do this I to meant. Me. <laughs> No, don't do this to me. I'm talking about the CBS. Oh, Star Trek Discovery. No, that's coming back later this month. I'm sorry. No, the TV show is fine. No, the movies can go away because they, to me, they, um, they sort of created this alternate reality that doesn't actually exist. Anyway, never mind. I'll shut up. Perf Corner. Perf Corner. So Sky Beam me up. (laughs) Ew, not to Perf Corner. (laughs) (laughs) No, they also produce uh, Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible movies. And so they're a private company, by the way, and they decided to hire John Lasseter, a known Hollywood creep, as the head of their animation department. So a lot of people calling out this decision saying, yeah, again, like I said, oh, well, hmm, that's interesting. Seems like the old boys club is alive and well and a person who has been accused of very serious things really is not having a lot of consequences we, in his career. Can I just ask a question that I'm sure people would want to ask in this particular case? Like, um, where are we in the state of the sexual allegations against him? Uh, meaning, like, is this just a, a thing where we're going to have to withhold judgment until a court of law has rendered a decision or until somebody does an investigation or like, what's the... Because, like, if somebody just has made an allegation and there's nothing f- taking place to resolve it, right. I don't in know. The criminal is he, like, not system. supposed to work in the meantime? What right. are we supposed to well, do? Well, you know, that is a good point. And to your point, Bradley, about that, John Lasseter uh, was essentially fired from Disney and Pixar over these allegations. And uh, the CEO of Skydance is addressing this. They're saying, well, people often ask what a man who has abused his power gets to come back. There's no simple answer. This is what they're saying. They said, demonstrate to remorse, work deeply to reform your behavior, deliver restitutions to those you harm. That's the bare minimum. They also said uh, the CEO of Skydance, David Ellison, said that they did their own independent investigation about these allegations. So whatever their uh, their investigation concluded was enough to say, hey, John Lasseter, 
this is a really talented guy and we are going to hire you as the head of our animation department. Uh, People representing the Time's Up movement, women in film, women in Hollywood are pretty upset about this. So uh, one representative, the founder of Women in Hollywood, Melissa Silverstein, says this is a horrible message to women at Pixar who stood up and told their truths about their experiences. Now, like I understand that and I also understand that somebody says, well, he lost a job. He apologized and um, they've done an investigation and have apparently worked into his contract stipulations that, you know, will presumably protect them from having to deal with something like this in the future. Yes, they have. That said, I'm also sensitive to the notion that because this was the sort of takeaway that I had with a lot of these Me Too stories, like a lot of people just immediately said, well, okay, people are creeps and horrible. Let them be held accountable. But then like, you know, whatever, let them get back to living their life. Right. However, when it comes to Hollywood, it's a little different because you just think about all of the talented people who could like Hollywood is based on your reputation. Yes. Right. Right. Um, It's based on your work, but you tend to get work because of your reputation. Actors get jobs because of their reputation. That's why we see storylines about Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas's wedding in tabloid media. Right. Because they're building a narrative about their reputation. Because that helps get. You know, builds their reputation, builds their reach, gives people reasons to give them jobs. uh, And they obviously have to have a certain amount of talent or don't because that's what critics are for. Um, I think the same is also true in, in the case of like executives. People have a certain amount of reputation. I just think about all of the people who don't have the chance to have their reputation um, they don't even have a chance to build a reputation exactly. because they weren't even given the opportunity. And that's the criticism that some people are saying yeah. about this. David Ellison, there are so many creative people out there. Why are you giving John Lasseter this position? Now, he is a known creative. He is the mind behind many of your favorite Disney Pixar films. But then I think, like, uh, who are the people out there who could be behind those films? Yeah, exactly. Yes, you might have to take a chance. But, like, somebody took a chance on John Lasseter back in the day. Yes. And uh, apparently... Apparently, they maybe shouldn't have based on his behavior during his time at it was Pixar, right? Yeah, Pixar at Pixar. So, again, I would like to just see people getting opportunities that they haven't gotten before before we sort of wail and gnash, you know, wail uh, hand hand. Are, are we wailing our hands, our mouths? Yeah, what are sure. we wailing with? I don't know about gnashing our teeth and yes. wailing or something. Yeah. Um, before we do all of that for these, you know, old dudes that have been around for, you know, decades and have been able to sort of triumph beyond uh, the sort of sketchiness of their characters, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there's like a whole generation of people that we probably lost yeah. uh, the talents yeah. of and the possibilities of. Yeah. And in the statement from the pers- representative from Women in Film said that this was just the old boys club at work. Yeah. Being that these people in positions of powers, they have these relationships that are based on reputations. And so Skydance, understanding John Lasseter, a very talented individual with a lot of power still. Well, we're going to bring him over to Skydance and see what he can do for us. So reflecting this bottom line old boys club mentality that is apparently really alive and well in Hollywood. And not a lot of people are happy about it. Animators at Pixar have been speaking out about it. Other uh, groups have been speaking out about it as well. You know, interesting to note though, that Skydance is a private company, so they don't have to answer to shareholders in the way that... So they're able to be more sketchy. Well, yeah. <laughs> without <laughs> dealing with repercussions. Yeah, they don't have to deal with shareholders. Social 
social yeah. uh, pressures. Ah, Perf Corner. Can we leave? Thanks. Yes, let's Yay. leave Perf Bye. Corner. And hey, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the Oscars having a host or not having a host. Specifically, if there's not going to be a host, then what the heck are we going to do? Oh. What will the Oscars look like without a host? We'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Introducing a new offer from Xfinity. It's unlimited internet with gig speed and supersonic Wi-Fi. And get this, there's no annual contract required, no equipment fees, and a two-year internet rate guarantee. It even comes with a free Flex 4K streaming box. It's all just $50 a month when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data. The Supersonic Bundle. Go to Xfinity.com gig, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more. Limited time offer, restriction supply, requires paperless billing and auto pay. New gigabit internet customers only. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.